to check the tape. We are recording this on Tuesday night, a couple days before the NBA draft. I am joined by an under-the-weather Brian Principe, and I'm your host, Ari Atari. Brian, how is, uh, how's it going? It's going well, man. You know, it's summer months. We're kind of in that spot of, the, of uh, the sports world where there's not a whole lot going on, except, and this is a perfect example of this, is that you went to a baseball game last night, so that just tells you enough what's going on in, in sports right now. Well, there's not much going on from like a game perspective, but this is transactional season. You're very. It's very right. This is very my sure. type of. This is my type of season. You you like yeah. You're big into the uh, you know the cap and uh, and free agency and all that. So much so that that we talked a little bit uh, a couple nights ago about the NHL free agency and and draft situation. So yeah, we won't be talking about any. Of I that. think you're bored. I think you're bored. <laughs> no, I uh, I get. It. I like the NBA like free agency draft stuff. Cap. I understand it. The NFL like transaction stuff i don't really get it i mean i get some of it but it's not like i know it front and back you know what i, I have mean? a quick question for you and, and this does involve like free agency and and cap situations in basketball what are your thoughts on people that that spend like all day like on that like espn uh trade simulator nba trade simulator what are your thoughts on that what do you mean i'm one of them i, I that's but i'm asking like what why do you do it why do you just do that? To, i just like to you know it's fun, but it's not real life. Like that, that stuff never happens. Of course it doesn't, but I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> You're one of those people. Yeah. So hopefully, we're gonna talk about the NBA Finals uh, a couple days after the Raptors won, and we're also gonna talk about the Anthony Davis trade to the Lakers. Hopefully, a Chris Paul trade from Houston to wherever doesn't happen while we're doing this. That story came out. And if we have some time, maybe we'll touch that up at the end. But let's just start with the finals. So the Toronto Raptors won 4-2, won it in six, closed it out Thursday. And they had the parade yesterday. I guess the question is now that we're just a couple days away from the finals. What's going to be the thing that you remember the most? And I think the answer is the injuries, but go ahead. Yeah, I, you, you beat me to it. It's clearly the injuries. I mean, there's always going to be an asterisk on this title, whether that's deserving or not. But this this was clearly a series that we were kind of um, slighted in a way. Even, even in that game six, Thompson goes down after scoring 30 points in the third quarter. You have to think that he stays healthy in that game. He's probably close to 40 to 45 points in the game at minimum. And they win if he stays. And they win. And they yeah. win because he was red hot. Uh, he's going to the line on that, uh, going with 28 points. He hits both free throws with a torn ACL. And you have to think that if all that doesn't happen, this game potentially swings in the favor of Golden State, especially playing at home. Whether that impacts Game 7 or not, I have no idea because anything can happen in Game 7. And, and of course, the the Raptors were going to be playing at home. But... This series was kind of taken away from us. Um, even without the take away the whole Durant situation, when this everything about this series kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Once, once Thompson went down with that injury. Well, if they had Durant, right, you kind of felt like it was over. The Warriors were unbeatable. Thompson having him and Curry and Draymond, it was like okay, it's a fair fight. And then once Thompson's out, you're like okay, he's too valuable. And 
You're right. It's go- there's going to be not an asterisk. I don't know if that's the right word, but there's just going to be a stigma with this title that is fair or not going to be there. Just like the Warriors 2015 title. We're going to always think about Kyrie got hurt before overtime. Kevin Love wasn't there. Um, and that's just how we're going to view that one in the same way we view this one. That's nothing to take away from the Raptors and their success and the championship, but it's just how I'm going to remember it. Yeah, they, they got they got a shorthanded Golden State team. From and the by start. the way, the Warriors have no room to complain about the injuries because no. I just mentioned the 2015 title, 2017 Western Conference Finals. Kawhi Leonard gets hurt game one. Zaza goes under his uh, his like landing area. And then the year after that, 2018 West Finals, Chris Paul gets injured at the end of game five. The Rockets win that one, but then they lose six and seven, seven being in Houston. And then Golden State goes on to the finals and beats Cleveland and LeBron leaves. And you know the whole story. Right. So. But yeah, yeah. Back, back to what you were saying about, yeah. about them complaining about injuries. This, this was – I don't think that they will complain about the injuries. And they haven't really. I, maybe the fans will. But I, I feel as though that – and we spoke about this last time we did a podcast that they they wanted to be the underdogs. They wanted to be that team that had to overcome all this adversity. Underdogs, as the dogs barking in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, that was a that's a good uh, that's a good uh, segue, right? Or a yeah. good a good uh, that, that's me just throwing in a little bit of a sound effect for you. But, yeah. But uh, but no, back to back to what we was talking about. They wanted to be that team that was that was shorthanded that that needed an, any extra motivation. So. When Thompson goes down, you know, everyone kind of had that feeling of, well, here we go. Kawhi's going to take over the game. They're going to they're going to win in the fourth quarter and and Golden State's not going to have enough to to win this game. And that was what happened. But at the same time, injuries are part of basketball and and it's a shame. But at the same time, when you come back into this for the long term effect of this, you start to as a fan, if I'm a Golden State fan, I start to say, wow, I would have almost rather lost in game five. Just just get the loss out of the way, and we have a healthy Thompson going into into next season. Right, and let's talk about that game five real quick because Kawhi goes on that tear with the twelve unanswered points. Then the Raptors are up six with three minutes left at home. Thompson three, Curry three, Thompson three, and then you had Boogie doing everything he could to ruin that game for the Warriors with the moving screens, the offensive interference. Uh, getting beat by Lowry on every single switch. And the Warriors still won that one. And then they were going home, and you kind of felt like they had the momentum. Because Kawhi, honestly, games five and six, besides that little stretch, he was not good in games five and six. That You're right, because he's especially almost every game, if, if you really look at it, he started slow. There was yeah. never – it wasn't like he, he came out – like when, when Lowry came out in game six – Kawhi never had a game where he came out and scored, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 points to start the game. That was not – none of the games that, that happened. It he was, had – so game three, the one that – remember, Thompson didn't play in game three either. Right. Um, Kawhi had 30 points that game. That was the most quiet 30 I think I've ever seen. I hope I'm not getting the game screwed up. But, you know, they won the game three. Thompson was hurt. Game four – that was the one Thompson came back, but the Raptors were just still able to win on the road. I mean, they had big games from all around. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think what have really would have been interesting if Golden State were to have somehow, you know, 
hold on in game six and they win game seven, who would have been my my real the real interesting thing for me because I it was a foregone conclusion that if 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 Toronto was to win, they were that Kawhi Leonard was going to be MVP. I think yeah. that it would have been a, it would, there would have been some discussion about who was going to be MVP if if Golden State had won, and especially if Thompson had stayed healthy. Well, maybe it would have been Curry just by default because remember Thompson d- still did miss a game three and he missed yeah. like the. Uh, a good portion of game two when he got her with the hamstring injury originally. And then game three, Curry has 40 something points, but the Warriors lose. And then, well, they actually lose both games three and four. And then game four, he has the awful game. And some people are saying he's spent from exerting all that energy in game four. And that's why he's not able to have the performance or from game three. I'm sorry. And that's why he's not able to have the performance in game four. I don't know. Maybe if Curry hits that shot in game six and then they somehow win seven. I don't know. But I want to go back to what you were saying earlier about how, you know, there's the Durant injury and then the Thompson injury as well screws them for next year. And we're spending a lot of time here on the Warriors. We're going to switch gears to the Raptors side of this after. But, you know, we talked, we mentioned, we think this injuries is like the biggest thing coming out of it. As bad as that may seem, it's just, it is what it is. Um, But. Yeah, so if we're still talking, like, they're screwed. I don't want to say they're screwed for next season, but they're when I say screwed, I mean they're not winning the title next season. Mm, yeah. Well, like, they're certainly not the favorite. Like right. They have, like, they have been, and they were last year. Well, Durant's gone. One way, whether he's playing or not, he's gone. Whether he gets traded or not, or moves away in free agency, he's he's gone because he's not going to play potentially two years not tell you my, well no it's just going to be this next year but i tell you my durant thing what he what i think he should do and the point i've i i don't know if anyone else has came up at this point but i this is my point okay ready I, it's probably not just my point i'll be out i'll read i'll be real but i didn't hear it from anybody um so everyone's saying oh he should just take the max money now blah 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 he Oh, I just got to update that Al Horford is preparing to leave Boston. So, oh, it's crumbling apart. Oh, let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> that's, your just, reaction? that's your reaction. Oh, you love Al Horford. Yeah, I, I would like for him to come back. But okay, my whole thing with Durant was so I think he should opt in to that deal because he's not playing next year. So just collect 33 million, right? And these teams, because there's all these talks, like the Knicks would still offer him a max. The Warriors would still offer him a max. Well, what's going to change from he's not going to play any basketball? Yeah, nothing's no, it's changing. Just the same thing next year. Right, nothing's changing from this year to next year. So if he could get the max this summer, won't it just be there next summer when he could actually play? The and that way, I will say about that is that if if he doesn't, if if this whole rehab process doesn't go right. That's the only thing I will say that would potentially be a roadblock in him getting a max next offseason. That's the only thing I would say. That, that that's that's what I if I was Kevin Durant and I and that was in my mind and if, if my main priority was to get the max contract and that was my only priority right now, then that's where I would say, you know what, let me just take the max contract now if I'm getting offered it anyway. But I'm with the side of you that He's not going to play any basketball. He can collect his contract, his 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 final year in in Golden State, and not play at all. But the only hurdle that would be a problem would be if he doesn't rehab and and his and his Achilles doesn't heal properly over this next year. 
Right. Okay. That's a fair counter. Um, I think we hit everything on the Warriors side. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of want to talk about Toronto. I feel like we should talk about the the, the defending champions on the yeah. podcast. I I just I, one thing about about the or the new champions. One thing about Golden State that I'll finish with is, I think that we need to take take away the the Durant when Durant came and joined. Take away all that. I think you need to appreciate just how good this team has been just how yeah. just just the greatness that they've been because you and I are sitting here talking about how they had two massive injuries that are going to completely change the complexion of this team with that being said for years to come yeah with that being said i think that they are still a playoff team no matter what next year and that just speaks to how good they are even losing probably two of their top 3 players on on their team for the entire season Right, and you know, I I don't know if I did this podcast with you, but remember when they lost Durant and they still won games five and six against Houston, and it was just like the next man up, blah blah blah. And I compared it a little to the Patriots, who down twenty eight to three doesn't matter; they're still in it. They they believe they can win. As cliche as that sounds, and you know, I think a lot of that comes from Draymond, honestly, and his motor, yeah. Iguodala being there too, the veteran leader. Uh, I just think that this team, like thinks they can beat anyone. And, you know, next year, let's say they get like a six or seven seed. Thompson comes back in time for the playoffs. I wouldn't want to play them. Yeah, that's that's the thing is that, yeah, some some three, maybe two seed is going to have to play that team. Yeah. In the first round of the, of the playoffs. So let's go to the Raptors side of it. Um, you know, they have all it's like this team was like the perfect mixture of youth and veterans, and then they have the one superstar. So you have the veteran guys, Lowry, Gasol, Abaca, right? And then you yeah. have the – and well, Kawhi being the one superstar. I'm not and and veteran. Yeah, he's a veteran. Um, but, you know, Lowry has the big game. He had a big game three and the big game six. Three oh, was, was, games. Was three, games. The, was three the Mark Stevens game? <laughs> How about <laughs> – uh, what was – one was the, was the, uh, the Siakam game? That was game one. So yeah. and Siakam had a really good game six, actually. He did. He did. Yeah. He, he was zero for twelve going into that, that game. Well, he hit he, the floater yeah. um, to pretty much ice it. I mean, I think that they didn't ice it. The Warriors, or the Raptors went up three, and then they turned it over, and then Steph Curry still had that shot. But like that was the, I think that was the final shot made that game, besides the free throws Kawhi had at the end. Yeah. So. No, they had the perfect blend of youth and veteran Gasol. It always felt like Gasol was. Right where he needed to be, and any shots he made were a bonus. Baca had big moments, and then Van Vliet hit every single shot he took. And Danny Green had like a big game three or four. I can't remember which one exactly, but it's like the perfect blend. And I don't know. I'd like to see him run it back. I don't think they have any chance of winning it again because these guys, a lot of these guys, are going to get older. Lowry, Abaca, well, Gasol. And, and we don't I know if Gasol's going to come back. And, but. I, and I think we could both. Guess and we'll both say that Kawhi's not coming back. So that's either. the biggest thing, and I think we can't not touch on that. I mean, credit to them, credit to Drake, Canada, the six, gotcha. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the real question is now, like, what's the deal with Kawhi? And it's essentially between him and the Clippers. For me, it's like if he was to come back, he'd have. The only way it would make sense for him to come back is to do that one-year deal because a lot of these other Raptors players are all, are on one-year deals or not 
they're on one-year deals, but they have one year left. Like mm-hmm. Lowry, if Gasol opts in, he'd have one year. Ibaka's one year. And what, Kawhi's going to sign a five-year deal and then be tied to a team with all these guys gone? My other que- The other question Kawhi should have to know before he like decides to commit to the Raptors, what's the deal with Masai? Is he going to be there long-term? There's this rumor he was going to Washington. I think that's yeah. crap. But is he going to be there long-term? Is he part of the future? Because... If not, I wouldn't want to stick around. Well, you just used the word that I was going to throw out to you is the Raptors' future long-term doesn't look all that promising from the outside looking in, right? Because you you have your one guy that clearly they don't win the title without Kawhi, right? They, that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Actually, I think they could. Come I, next. On. <laughs> I, I disagree. I, no, 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 I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I just, I'm just doing my sports talk radio guy saying, what do you have won with DeRozan? Yeah, okay. Uh, how come they didn't win, you know, every other year? Oh, because LeBron was there? No, I don't I don't buy that. I just think that my the, – the thought I have is that, yes, you win a title and, you know, this this gamble paid off. But let, let's just say 10 years from now, right? 10 so, years from now, the, the, the Toronto Raptors have, haven't won another title. Um, clearly Kawhi is, is at the end of his career, but he has, he only played one season with, with Toronto. Mm -hmm. Is it, was that, was that worth it? What was, absolutely. what if, what if it sets, what if it sets the the franchise back 10 years? How would it set them back? If Kawhi leaves, they traded DeRozan, they got off his contract. If he, what are you talking about? It's not like they traded a bunch of young pieces. What I'm, what I'm saying is, is that there's no, everything was geared towards this this past year, right? And it paid off. They, they, accomplished. The they paid off. But there's no there's no semblance of a you know promising future where they can they can win games and and be a top two, three, four team in the East without Kawhi, right? I, yeah. I don't think I don't think they're a top three team in the East. Yeah, but without, so what? That's Kawhi. that's the so what? It doesn't so, none of that so matter. You th- so you think one title in X amount of years was worth not winning another title in however long. Yeah, what else were they going to do? They weren't going to win it with DeRozan. They just gave themselves. Are you serious? This is your take. I, I, I'm just. I don't, I'm. I'm posing this question to you because I'm. I'm under the impression that they don't have a a, a future plan right now. What's the plan when he leaves? Rebuild. You trade. You try and trade Lowry. You got Siakam. He's a nice piece. It's unfair to assess that they don't have a plan right now given that they've been celebrating their title but at the same time they've they've had this knowledge that there's a good chance he's not staying so what what's the plan i knew this the whole time the plan was to go all in on the title and they got it mission accomplished who cares that doesn't matter like it doesn't matter you won you your mission accomplished if he stays great so so what i'm saying is one if they were to win one title this title in 20 years this would have been Mission accomplished. That's all that matters. We got that title. Yeah, you won a title. That's the goal. So I just feel as though that the uh, the goal this entire time was yes, of course, win the cha- the championship. That's everyone's goal. You, that, that's an easy goal to set for yourself. But at the same time, it should have never been. Well, you know what? He's we we have a feeling he's going to leave after one year. It should have been. We need to lock him up after one year, no matter the whatever the whatever the case is. Th- that should have been. That should have been the main priority. Because clearly they're a different team without him. He's and they think they have a good chance of doing that. And if oh, they do bogus. it, great. They don't. 
they don't have a good chance at this point. I'd, I'd say they have a good chance. So you think because they won the title, he has more of a chance of staying there? No, I actually think that the title might be more of a reason to leave. That's, that's exactly that was my that was my thought pattern. Look, it doesn't matter. They won. They wanted to win a championship. They won it. Whether he stays or goes, they're fine. There you go. They're fine. So, but what else should we talk about with Toronto? I mean, I don't want to just talk about Kawhi's free agency with them. They won the well, title. Well, I do want to the... talk about how mad I am that Drake, the Drake curse is finally over. It had its last uh, little hoorah with Anthony Joshua. <laughs> You're right. With You're uh, right. him losing to Ruiz. That was, yeah, that was, the final, that was the final chapter of the Drake curse. Did they? But they, Kentucky won a title while he was a fan, so... Yeah, but he was a fan of, like, three different college basketball teams. No, he's always been Kentucky, I feel like. He wears a different college and goes to a different team's games all the time. He was at a Duke game with a Duke shirt. Should we um? Should we talk about Nick Nurse? Well, I think he's a bad coach, but... Um, oh, my... He had the really bad coaching the stuff. Yeah, well, the he did it again. Like, he just does them when he has momentum. And Yeah. Yeah. I We talked about this before when we did our preview, is that I didn't think he was a very good coach. I didn't. Did he do it again, or am I getting this mixed up? I'm pretty sure he did. No, well, and... he, they they had it. There was, he, he had a timeout issue in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then there was a really bad one in Game, in game five. 5. Yeah, yeah, that's when, okay. When yeah. without, without, the, without that timeout, they probably go on and win. Right. Right, I mean, right. Really, they, he slowed the game down, and then, then Golden State went on a 9-0 run. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. They won the title, but still. I think he's he did make like I really like the seven man rotation he had, how he was just using those guys. He wasn't he did put him a cough for a little bit there, and Patrick McCall was like so scared to shoot. It was kind of funny. Um, three titles in three years though. He's on that Kobe, Shaq, Jordan, Bill Russell type of level. I mean, not much else to say. <laughs> what it's if he of, wins six titles? It's in play. It can't be ruled out. <laughs> Hasn't this been like his first three years in the league? Yes. Yeah, three years in the league, three titles. Yeah. Did you like uh, Doris Burke's um, press conference? Not press conferences, but like little interviews when they were on the podium winning the title? Yeah. <laughs> Told Kawhi, like, what do you what do you have a big decision coming up? Ask him about that. Ask Lowry about DeRozan. Ask Gasol about like all his guys from Memphis, like Randolph and Conley. It was just like, geez, yeah, not throwing any punches or not holding any punches. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I didn't like that. I mean, what? It's that's all like for clicks and for uh, entertainment. So Kawhi, what's two that? Titles, two finals MVPs. He's made All NBA first team twice in sixteen and seventeen. Finished third in the MVP voting in. 17 and second in the MVP voting in 16. You combine that with the two titles. And, you know, we talked about how when he won the title with the Spurs in 14, he was kind of just like the good, young, nice. He was basically, you know what he was? He was like what Siakam was to these Raptors, right? When he was with the Spurs. I think his role was a little bit more important because of the defense he played on LeBron. But he wasn't like one of the foundational pieces at that point of his career yet. That was only his third season in the league. This one he won is like an undisputed best guy, top five player. I, I mean, we'll see what happens with his career. Obviously, I have no reason to expect that it's gonna like go on a downcline. But like, this is uh, this is pretty special. How do you think that? Because because the whole narrative with Kawhi a year ago, if we had been talking about Kawhi 
a year ago today was he's a bad teammate. There's questions about his work ethic. Uh, you know, he doesn't talk to the media, doesn't defend himself. That was quits the whole on, narrative. A, he quits on the team. Right. That was the he, whole narrative. He quit on an organization like the Spurs. Yeah. That's that. Like, what's he going to be like elsewhere? Do you and, think you know, that this is, this is the fastest turnaround of somebody's character? What about Durant? How we view him as this guy who just jumps for titles and blah, blah, blah. And then, now, and then he comes back, tries to tough it out and blows out his Achilles. Going to miss the entire next year. And they're like, this is a guy who gave it all for his team. Uh, it's This stuff flips so quick, man. Yeah. 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 I think the really interesting thing would, would for, for going forward, and, and clearly where Kawhi goes is going to be one of the big stories of the offseason. And, and if he's able to win another title, um, would be pretty special. But Yeah, three titles with three different teams. That'd right. Cool. I, I'm very interested to see how Kevin Durant is perceived once he comes back after this injury and wherever he's playing, whether it's New York, whether it's Golden State, whether it's wherever, Brooklyn. That's going to be the most interesting thing that I will. You you asked what's what was the mo, what was the biggest takeaway from the series, and and I agree with you that it was the injuries. But the biggest, the one thing I'm most looking forward to after this 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 season and 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 the NBA, this NBA Finals is what is going to be the reaction when Kevin Durant finally does come back and play, because, wherever he is, wherever he is, because like you said, this was. He was the guy that, you know, you always had the meme of, of you know, my, my next chapter, right? And yeah, that was the yeah. big joke. And, and he was a villain because he, he, he went to the 73 I wouldn't even call him a team. villain. I would just say, like, a villain is, like, somebody you hated because of how they acted and stuff. We just hated – or I didn't, but, like, people hated him because of, like, what he did. You know what I well, mean? Well, I would call him a villain with the way he acts around the media. I think he's portrayed to be this villain. All of, right. In that respect, and yeah. and that was, and quite frankly, that's what we were talking about. You know, two weeks. I don't ago. view him as a villain, though. I don't think he's like a. When I think of villain, I think of someone who I think is like a bad guy. Like I yeah. don't like their personality. I don't think like. I don't. Know, I don't think he's a. I don't know. I don't think he's a bad guy or nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that's what I'm most looking forward to. I don't think he's a bad guy either. I just that that to me the the perception he gets around the league and and his re- and we obviously have to wait a long time for that we have to wait a full season but that is most interesting when i when i look back on this on this finals and i say what am i most looking forward to it's his return and what what comes of that yeah and you're right not only what team is he on but like is he just going to be the same guy and i right. have doubts um anything else on the finals before we go to ad Oh, uh, you know what? To be quite frank with you, you know, I, I thought a lot of those games were, were pretty boring. Uh, the obviously the last I like two the games, last two the, the last, last two good. games were were very very solid basketball games and very wasn't exciting. the best wasn't the best but finals. it wasn't a very good finals and and a lot of it was taken away with the injuries clearly yeah well it's over there's always next year for you you know I won't be watching until uh, until the playoffs well. That's great for the people listening to this podcast for your uh, <laughs> opinion. Listen, uh-huh. listen, you got you got the you got the non-basketball guy coming in talking basketball and and, yeah. and you know I am happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Um so the what was I saying? Oh, AD, right? Right. Right. So I'm going to read you the trade, okay? Yeah. So the Lakers get Anthony Davis. Right. Just so we get all these details. And the Pelicans get Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball, too. Yeah. Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, 
number four pick in this draft. So in two days or wherever you're listening to it, two days from when we're doing this, their 2021 protected first round pick, but it's protected not for the Lakers. It's for the Pelican. So if it falls, if it's not a top eight pick, then it gets rolled over to 2022. So it's like a reverse protection. They get a 2023 pick swap. So that comes in handy because, you know, that's how Brooklyn and Boston pick swap. And Boston got Jason Tatum or they got the number one pick that was Markel Fultz. But, they you know, they traded it to Philly. And then they get the 2024 pick from the Lakers unprotected. But if it comes back and let's say it's like a really late round pick and they're not happy with it, they can roll it over to 2025. Basically, the Pelicans have outside of the 2020 draft, they have some sort of control of the Lakers drafts until 2025. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot, right? So, and, you know, you get Anthony Davis in return. He's a top six player in the league. I was doing this little exercise today because, you know, everyone likes to say, oh, he's a top five player, top five player. One of these guys, and I'm not counting Durant, and this is getting way off track, and I don't want to dig deep into this. I just want to make this point real quick. Um, and I saw this on Twitter. I think it was Tom Hab- Tom Haberstra that tweeted it. One of these guys, by definition, is not a top five player in the NBA. LeBron, Kawhi. Curry, Harden, Giannis, Davis. That's six guys. So by definition, one of them is not a top five player. But still, I mean, that's top six, whatever. You get two top six players. You fill out that roster. You try to. I mean, I don't really trust Rob Palenka's good team around. But the same token, you're all in on these next two years. These are the only, you have LeBron under contract for at least two more years, whether he opts into that final year in the player option, who knows? But Jim, for those two years, you have to win the title one of those two years to make this trade worth it. No, clearly, clearly, because, and and I'll get get into you know my thoughts on the trade and 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 you know the huge haul that that New Orleans got out of this, but that 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 is clearly the the goal here because you don't trade away your entire future if you don't think that you should be winning the championship within two years. I think that when if you expect the Lakers to win the championship this year, you're mistaken. Well and, we don't know the rest of the roster. Right, right. And and regardless, you need they need you always need that first year, right, to kind of mesh with each other. And I know that exactly. LeBron LeBron and A D have played plenty of games together and those are two guys that are elite basketball players that could probably play with anybody and be good. What do you mean play together? Like in the Olympics? Yeah, they played together in the Olympics. AD they, didn't he didn't play. He was they, like on the bench. But they, but they're the guys. Rookie. They're guys that have, and I, and I know this. This I'm not. I wasn't alluding to to the All Star, but they played. They, but they have, they have camaraderie together. They, they, they. It was very similar with how uh, and Wade and and LeBron. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In 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 um in Miami. That, I mean, Davis is the best teammate LeBron's ever had. Uh, without a question. Without a I, question. Like, I, I think I'd actually put him ahead of Wade. Uh, Wade at the time though was at that was like peak Wade, peak Wade in his prime. But I do agree with you that that is almost Anthony thirty. Is, then though, I think he was right around thirty. Davis he's is a, right in his prime age. He's a different different player and a much his the level of play that LeBron is going to have with Anthony Davis is something he's never he's never seen before. That's that's clear. But oh. to expect for year one that they should be winning a title is completely. That that's not right. You you, you need at least one year. So I, with the rest would... of this roster, here's the thing: their cap situation is interesting because they're either going to have around twenty three million, 
27 or 31. Basically, how it works is, first, Anthony Davis, is he going to accept his trade kicker or not? I don't know why he wouldn't. Like, that's where you're going to get the money. And it'd be, and I saw Russillo make this point, that it'd be hilarious if Rich Paul or in Clutch tried to get Anthony Davis to not take his trade kicker so the Lakers have more cap space to get a better team because LeBron wants a better team. That'd be hilarious. But let's say he takes it, okay? He takes the trade kicker. Then his numbers, then the Lakers cap number is either at 23 or 27, okay? And if they do it at... If they do the trade on July 6th, which I think the Pelicans want to do because they don't want to wait around for the Lakers. They're not going to help them out because then it drops to 23, their cap amount. If it Because if they wait to the wherever, the, the end of July, then the Lakers can actually sign whoever the fourth pick is and then trade them as a player so they have actual salary as opposed to absorbing Davis into cap. I believe that's how it works 100%. Or I, 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 I'm not 100%. I believe that's how it works. I'm just, I don't know. I think that's how it works. Don't even know what I was trying to say there. I think that's how it works. So they might only have like 23 million to play around with in cap space. That's not enough to go get yourself a Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker type, Jimmy Butler type level player. So then you're stuck with these other guys like Patrick Beverly, um, Danny Green. Who else is a free agent? I'm blanking. Oh, Marcus Morris, another clutch client. And to be honest, that's the route that I think is better to have a more deep team. I mean, we saw what happened with Golden State. One guy gets hurt. It really screws them for the finals. My only problem with that strategy of trying to just build out the roster and have the deeper team and getting all these other guys and splitting up that cap instead of going for the one guy like a Kemba is the person who's going to be handing out those contracts is Rapalinka. Well, my question for you is, is, and this is, I mean, this is just kind of an opinion question clearly, but if you, if, if I took could tell you, you know, Aria, you, you could be, we can make you the GM of, of any team in the league. And I, but I said it, ha- well, I guess this wouldn't be any team in the league, but you have, you get to choose between being the GM of the Lakers and the Pelicans. Who would you choose to be right now? What do you mean? I'm a Celtic. I, I can't. No, no, no. But, but you get, you get the choice. Oh, you're saying like, well, all right. You're saying like, which job is more attractive at this point? Well, which it depends on what like you're trying to do in your job. Do you just want to win the title, or do you want to have like a more long term? Um, do you want like long term security? Because, well, you, but but the way that you you describe that, you're you're just assuming that that it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to win a title in two years. It's not. It's not, but it's a good chance. And I also think it's a it's a decent chance that they could build a championship team in in New Orleans. That's not going to have five years. Right. So that that's the point I was making, because this Lakers thing, like it's pretty much this two year window. And then you're not going to have your draft picks for several years after that. And someone's going to be blamed for it. So it's really this two year window. And. Yeah. And I don't trust Rob Blanca to put the team around them. I and mean, we saw what, and I, and I know Magic was more was involved last year when he was there. But they put that team together with all these other guys: Rondo, Caldwell Pope, Stevenson, McGee, Beasley. It was just like an awful uh, team and cohesive. It was not a cohesive unit. It was like, what are they doing? Uh, where are the shooters that LeBron needs? They definitely need to get shooters this time around. So. I know, but to answer your question, I think the Pelican's job is if you want to have like the long-term security in your job, and if you're just one of those people who's like, I'm going to go build a champion and right away and whatever, whatever, then 
probably the Lakers because you have two of the top six players in the league, probably the best combo players in the league. Yeah. So, so here's another question: Is does does LeBron need to win a championship with the Lakers for his for his uh, film endeavors to to be take off to be successful? Well, here's the here's the funny part, and we're spending so much time on the Lakers. I do want to touch the Pelican side of this too, um, but you know, no free agents were coming here for a minute, right? It set, it felt like, okay, Kawhi is between Toronto and the Clippers. Durant, even before he blew out his Achilles, it all seemed to be the Knicks. Kyrie was all about the Knicks or the Nets. Now, it's the Nets now, everyone seems to think. And then it was like, oh, they have to get one of these mid-tier guys like Jimmy Butler or, I don't know, Kemba and hope for the best, or maybe DeMarcus Cousins and hope for the best. And then they, they get a uh, A-list name in Davis. And, you know, they tried to get Paul George, and he re-signed in Oklahoma City. They waited. They didn't go out and get Kawhi last year, and he ends up in Toronto. And it was like, they don't have an opportunity to wait anymore. They had to go get Davis. And, the, and when you mentioned the thing about LeBron and his film career, it kind of seemed like he wasn't going to get this other star A-list player to come because of all the stuff that went down with the Pelicans and Lakers at the trade deadline, and there might have been just too much bad blood, and there was no getting over it, and Davis was just, they were just going to be hell-bent on not sending him to the Lakers, and then they get him, and now, because it, it, it seemed like it was just going to be, LeBron's just going to live in LA, he's just going to play some basketball, try and break some of these all-time records, watch his son play, focus on the media off-court endeavors, and just have a good time. And now it's like, no, this is LeBron James. He's still... And the pressure's back on this guy to win another championship. Do you think that they will win a championship in two years? I think they will win one of these next two, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the talent's too good, and it's LeBron. And the, and now the West has opened up with all these Golden State injuries. Yeah, and Houston being a dumpster fire. The other thing I've been seeing is, um, you know, the lottery was so helpful to the Lakers, not just because they got the number four, and this is going to be a good segue for us to get to the Pelican side of this, not just because they got the number four pick to be able to put in this package with all the other players or pieces, but because New Orleans got the number one pick in Zion, one of the reasons they held Davis on the deadline, I feel like, was because they didn't know who was going to get the number one pick, and maybe the Knicks would get him, and they would trade Davis for Zion and some other stuff. And they wanted to wait and see who got the number one pick and make that av- and see if that's available in Davis trade. Turns out they're the team that gets the number one pick. And now, and this is my segue for the Pelicans, you have Zion Williamson, who we think is the best prospect in, like if we had to rank the 21st century prospects, he's in the top three without a doubt. It's LeBron, him, and Davis, right? Yeah, he's got to be up there. Like just coming out like we thought was going to be no-brainer. Like I thought Davis was a no-brainer. LeBron, no-brainer. Um, and they were number one overall picks in their drafts, obviously. So now you have him coming in, who they will draft in two days. And now you have Lonzo, who I think is going to be great with Zion, with these alley-oops and fast breaks. You have Ingram, who's going to be a nice wing. He can score. I'm st- He can shoot. And, you know, Zion's going to need shooters and we don't know about Ingram's health situation. Maybe that's a lot worse than we know, but for right now, that would be good. And Drew Holiday's obviously, it's good to have a veteran in Holiday mm-hmm. as opposed to just having all these rookies and young guys running around. And I like Josh Hart. If they can try and get a rim protector, fill out this uh, roster. And then they have all the draft picks, starting with the number, or 
the, well, they have the number one pick for Zion, but then they have the number four pick. Maybe they'll flip that for something. And then they have all these Laker picks in the future. And they're basically hoping that, okay, the Lakers are going to have their good two years with LeBron Davis. And then after that, we're expecting a crash. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned Lonzo. Here's the thing with him is that the pressure is clearly off now, right? He was, he had so much pressure to be good in LA, right? He, he was there before the whole LeBron situation. He went to UCLA, guy. California he was the kid. Guy. Yeah, yeah, California kid. His dad was, you know, he has to, he's going to be a Laker. He's going to bring the Lakers a championship, this, that, and the other thing, right? Now he kind of steps out of the spotlight in New Orleans. Clearly not a basketball town, right? Clearly not a. Clearly. <laughs> I mean, but really, football, no, 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 I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Football town. Uh, and, and I think that's good for him is that. You know, go down to New Orleans, play with probably one of the best prospects coming out of the modern, the, mo- the modern draft, uh, a guy that complements his game really well. Yeah. So that that's another thing. And biggest thing for him is that maybe his father will stop talking so much. Oh, not that not he's not, not that he's not, not in New Orleans. But, but really, I think it might happen because. Yeah. He steps out of the uh, out of the California, you know. The, he did that, that whole year. He did that last year, and a lot of that was because people think LeBron and Magic didn't want him talking. He's he's back. You saw he was on first take. Yeah, he was on first take. Yeah, he was. He's back. I, I think it's a great. I I think that the biggest winner here. I, I think the winner of that trade is New Orleans, but I understand why the Lakers had to make that trade. So I, it's not like they. That was an irresponsible trade, or they they are not thinking they had to make that trade. That trade had to happen. But the biggest winner out of anybody, I think, is Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Oh, from an individual perspective. Individual like perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not Anthony Davis, not LeBron James, not you know Zion Williamson. It is it is Lonzo Ball for me that he can now start restart his career in a new setting with a new team with yeah total. You know, he doesn't have the pressures that he has playing so, for the Lakers. You mentioned the how they had to do it and whatsoever. Sorry, I thought I was getting another update. Um, how they how you mentioned they had to do it, and that's because of LeBron's age. Here's something else that I saw pop up. Any chance that this is going to be? Did you see the thing that LeBron's 34 years old when Anthony Davis is 26 years old? When Kobe Bryant was 34 years old for the Lakers, they traded for a 26-year-old Dwight Howard. How did that go? Did you see that thing? I did. I can't, I don't see this being Dwight 2.0, mainly because Dwight's personality and Kobe's personalities were just completely like polar opposites. And Dwight was, I don't know, there's all the talk about Dwight's immaturity and whatsoever. And Kobe himself is like this perfection driven machine who doesn't accept anything less and LeBron and Davis. I mean, I think they, they wanted to play with each other. You know what I mean? Like they not. Yeah. And for the people, if there's anybody who thinks that, Oh, well Davis, you know, he's got only one year left. This could go South and he leaves. There's no way that's happening. The rich Paul thing clutch. I mean, this has been the plan all along. Yeah, I agree. I I think, and, and that was the plan at the trade deadline too, until everything fell apart that that he, that's where he wanted to be it, it was it was it was the lakers that that was the team that he needed to be with 
and there was it was just a, it was completely handled the wrong way. And whether that ended up working out in the long run for New Orleans or for the Lakers is however which way you want to interpret that. But Anthony yeah. Davis is is going to be sign a long term deal with with the Lakers uh, unless there is a complete fallout uh, nope, of monumental happening. of monumental proportions. He he is signing a long term deal. Should we talk about the two teams who? I don't want to say they thought they were getting Davis, but like they were somewhat in the running, and now both of these teams look like they're going to have pretty crappy off seasons. Well, one, of the, one of them's one of them's the Knicks, right? Yeah, your Knicks or your brother's Knicks, yeah, and uh, my beloved Boston Celtics. So the Celtics thing, especially because I just got that update that Al Horford's like maybe on the go. He's gone. Kyrie's gone. They have these three first round draft picks in this year. So and the best and the one thing this team needs is more rookies and more young players. And they they just lost all this talent and Hayward, we don't know what he's going to be and it's just like all everything's riding on Brown and Tatum and I don't know what Danny Ainge is, ha, has planned. The thing is I at least I trust Danny Ainge to make some right decisions. And then the Knicks side of it, you know, you had these two max slots and now Durant's got the Achilles and whether he comes or not, he is going to be out that first year. And there was the notion like once, oh, we're going to have Durant, Kyrie Zion or Durant, Kyrie Davis. And it might just be, oh, all you're getting is RJ Barrett. Yeah. (laughs) Well, at this point, I, I at this point, the Knicks are still in the driver's seat for their own fate. Right. They don't have to. They have these two max deals. Right. But they don't have to waste that right now either i'd still sign durant i you if, have if you could sign him yes but but that doesn't mean they have to go out and sign tobias harris either right, they, right, right they don't have to do that they don't have to just say well we have this max deal burning in our pocket we need to use it no you 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 are you need to be okay with being mediocre again for another season yeah take next year get Lamelo ball yeah first round did you i didn't know i was looking up mock drafts for next year did you know his like projected top three pick? No, nah, I don't know why. <laughs> I didn't know he was like actually good. Like, I well, mean, he's a, I, he's a name. That's why. That, that, no, that's just, all I, that is. Right. I mean, I don't follow like high school players. I just knew him because of Lonzo. He had that one hundred point game. I th- I didn't know he was like actually good. <laughs> it's. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Yes. Look, Zaire Wade, I looked him up to see like where his ranking is. He's not like highly ranked or anything. Yeah. So there's all this talk about oh, Bronny and Zaire, and now we're talking about high school players, and I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Well, so. I, I think I think that the Knicks are still in the driver's seat. It, it is a very dis- It's going to be a very disappointing offseason for the Knicks that that it was so highly anticipated for years. Really, for years, this was oh, this offseason is going to be the offseason of the Knicks. Because they had they had cleared all this cap space, they they moved Porzingis. Although the Porzingis thing really didn't clear up that much cap space, from what I understand, right? He was still on his rookie deal. So it wasn't him that cleared it up. It was you used him to get rid of Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway. Right, right. Yeah. So so they made all these moves in anticipation for this off season. It wasn't, and it wasn't even just this year. It, they made moves according to the plan to get Dur- Durant years ago. And possibly and, Kyrie. And, yeah, and possibly Kyrie. And, and and to hopefully maybe once they get those two guys, try to make a move to get a Davis or get the first round, first overall pick. And none of that ended up happening. And 
they could still get Durant if they if they wanted to with a torn Achilles. Uh, but he's not going to play, right? So you get Durant, but it, but you're not really getting him for a full year. This this is going to be a very discouraging and uh, Nick like. Dude, this uh, is just classic Knicks. Classic but, Knicks. But they're still in the driver's seat. And and, and they just sure. need to be okay with being mediocre one more year. Because in reality, do you think that they win the title next year if they get Durant and Kyrie? I don't no, think but they then, but, No, but here's the thing. Like, it's not – it just sets them back another year. It's like, yeah, they wouldn't have won the title maybe that first year. But then now this second year is going to be the year that they're probably not going to win the title. What's going to be most disheartening is if, if it is if – Brooklyn gets these big guys, right? That's going to be the well, most Kyrie's going to go to Brooklyn. That's going to be the most disheartening That's going to be the big thing is that that if, if Brooklyn is able to bring in the two two guys, two big guys, and, and they are contending for, for you know, a, a, a one, two, or three seed in the East, which is very, all very possible given the East at this point, I think that, that that's going to be the thing that Nick fans point to and, and, and are really angry about. But this is not, you know, any doing of the Knicks. This is just unfortunate circumstances that have affected things. The worst thing the Knicks could do is go is just waste one or both of those. No, you don't do that. And the, you know, you mentioned the Kyrie thing. That'd be also as bad for the Celtics because all the talk about how they beat the Nets so bad in that trade and with the Garnett and Pierce, and then the Nets end up getting the Celtics as, like, superstar player. I don't think Kyrie's a superstar, but I I, I don't even... When people say that, like, oh, he's not a superstar. He's an all-star. He's just a star. He's not a super-duper star. I'm like... <laughs> I love to know, like, what are, like, the little rankings and tiers. What makes you a super-duper star? Yeah. Well, I am, I, like, to me, superstar is best player on a championship team. Yeah. There's not many of those guys. So, Kawhi. Kawhi is a superstar. LeBron. Curry. Durant. 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 Yeah. That's it. That's a short list. I think Hardy and Giannis are capable, though. What was... Okay, so Tim Duncan is an interesting one. Was he a super-duper star? Oh, yeah. He's one of the top ten best players ever. Right, but but his... But the whole thing about Duncan was that, oh, you know, he, he wasn't... You know, he, he wasn't flashy. Do you need to be yeah, flashy? Not in terms of his, like, brand, just like him as a player. Well, that, but that's important now in today's NBA. You know, you not have to, to have this. Not, not about... To, no, no, so no. So you're, you're talking strictly on play. Just talking about basketball, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, did we hit it all? I mean... We, we hit it all, man. That was that was a that was a loaded like, podcast. I always feel like I forget something, though. Like, there was something... That we should have mentioned, and I, I left it out, and I re-listened to it, or I'll see something related to it on Twitter or something, and it'll, I'll be like, "Oh crap, we could have included that." So, so my I have I have one question, and this might be a good way to end end this thing. Okay. Going so th- this is a very interesting season now coming up, it really really very interesting because so it kind of feels like the title's wide open in a while, yeah. Right. Right. Every year it was, oh, the NBA, you know, I don't watch the NBA because I know who's going to win the title. And, 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 that, was, and that was fair to say that this year, up until Durant and, uh, and Thompson both got hurt. They, when, when they were still healthy, the Warriors, even though it wasn't their most dominant season, everyone assumed that they were going to win the title, right? Yeah, so what's the question? So the question is, what is the most interesting thing to look forward to 
for this season because I think there's a lot of different things you can point towards. I think you can go in the direction of Kawhi, right? We don't know what happens with Kawhi. I think it has to be it's the Lakers, dude. They have the, they're the yeah. biggest franchise in the league. They have the best, second best player of all time. They have two of the top six guys. It's his really LeBron's probably the end of his prime. And this is guy has just been around in our lives for so long. And it's kind of a redemption for him too. I mean, not making the playoffs after what, uh, the first time since like 2006 or five or whatever it was. I think it was 2006. Um, yeah, it's gotta be that. And, you know, just cause they have Davis doesn't mean they're out of the woods. Like I said, I mean, Polinka still has to fill out this roster. We don't trust him. The coach situation, we didn't even mention that, how they have Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd right behind them, and it appears as if LeBron wanted Jason Kidd, and he's basically like a head coach in waiting, and the moment Vogel does something wrong, and I don't know. It's just, you know. But they still got Kuzma, you know. He's still there, so good for him, right? Yeah. Is there any way that LeBron wins comeback player of the year? (laughs) <laughs> well, that, that's not the word that exists in the NBA. I don't, I no, they make it next year. They make it, make it a, make it a thing. Maybe he could. He maybe had a chance this year. Remember, he broke his hand in the finals in eighteen, and then no one talked about it after he broke the hand. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell was going on there? So, all right. I guess we hit it all. We probably didn't. If we didn't. Oh well. Um, I might just some. Yeah, I guess next podcast I'll probably do this one by myself because it won't be as long as this one and not not as much material. Just gonna do a quick draft thing uh, afterwards, and you know I'm not someone who watches college basketball. Blah blah blah. It's more like my takes on the draft, given these teams like historical precedent with the draft or recent draft history and their hits and misses, and I don't know. I don't even know if that made any sense, but it'll be about the draft. So if you're interested in the draft and you like this podcast, you should probably, I mean, you know, have to, but you know what I mean? You should listen to it. Yeah, you should. You know, check it out. Check it out. Check the tape. Try it. You might like it. All right. Well, thanks for joining me and I will talk to you later. All right, man. See ya.